Welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast, a conversation about leading as a team because a great team is always better than great talent. Hey everyone, welcome to Two Rivers Leadership Podcast. My name is Will Hampton. I am so glad that you're joining us today for episode number four. We are talking about our cultural values as leaders. There are seven leadership values that we are walking through. The first one that we talked about was that leaders are learners. This week we are going to talk about leaders grow on the go. So as we get into this content today, we're going to challenge the notion that you are not ready to lead. You don't have the chops. I think at some point, everybody kind of gets this feeling that they're inadequate, that they aren't ready yet for what God is asking them to do. I love Peter in the Bible. Peter is this kind of blowhard, big-talking kind of guy who always is making writing checks with his mouth that his body can't cash. Jesus, I'll never betray you. Jesus, what do you want me to kill him? What do you want me to do, Jesus? I'm all in. He's ready to go. He's always kind of running his mouth. But you know something? Peter had this other thing that he wasn't afraid to fail. Like Peter, because he was all in, because he had this I'm ready to rumble sort of mentality, when Jesus shows up one night walking on the water in the middle of a storm, all of the disciples are freaking out. It's a ghost. And Jesus says to the disciples, don't fear, it is I. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to you. And and he says, it is me. And so Peter jumps out of the boat. This is something that I absolutely love about Peter. This is something that I think every leader should be able to adopt. This mentality that I'm going to get out of the boat. I'm going to go walk on the wind and the water and the waves to Jesus no matter where he's at. Then I'm going to overcome my fear by looking at my Savior. My Savior's calling us into a place that's not safe. Our Savior is calling us into a place that isn't comfortable, into a place that, and especially as leaders, anytime you're going to do something new, you are going to have to get out of the boat. So we say it this way, leaders grow on the go. There are some things that you're never going to be ready for. There are some things that you're not going to be developed enough to be able to accomplish. You're just going to have to fail at it a time or two along the way. So we, we believe that our culture, we, we think we should embrace this idea of, oh, crap. I think Jesus is always asking me to do something where I say, oh, crap. I don't know about that. Because that's what faith is. Faith is, I can't see the chair, but I start to sit down expecting the chair to be there. I can't see it, but I'm going to do it. So, so when the Lord asks you to sit down and you can't see the chair, I get this, oh, crap, holy cow. But I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to get out of the boat. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go where I don't think I'm qualified to go because you're asking me 
to do it. And that's where I think as a church, we have to embrace that people aren't going to be quite qualified. People aren't going to be quite perfect. I like to think that we are winning as a team with misfits. We're winning with the people that we shouldn't win with because we just simply said, hey, we're willing to let people grow on the go. So one of the way, one of the things that happened when we first started Two Rivers Church, we had this group of people that gathered together. We called it a launch team, and which is a little bit different than a, a core team. So there's there's a language shift between a launch team and a core team. A core team was this kind of core group of people who were going to help start a church. And what happens, they kind of turned inward. But a launch team was this group of people who were going to help start a church, and it was kind of outward focused. So we had a launch team, and these people got gathered on the launch team. And my initial dream for starting the church was we are going to have uh, all these amazing leaders, amazing Christians who are going to kind of come together, and, and then we'll, we'll, we'll just start the most amazing church that ever came out of the dust. Well, God didn't give me these amazing, wonderful, super Christians that were put together in a laboratory. What he gave me was alcoholics. He gave me people who weren't yet followers of Christ. So we kind of had this like, well, I need, I need to get these people together. We got to have somebody gather together. And since I don't have Johnny Bravo, I'm going to use like whatever I got. So we used to, we came up with this phrase. It sounds really demeaning kind of the way I'm talking about it, but it's the reality of life. It's the reality of what it takes to do leadership. It's the reality of who the disciples looked like. Like they're tax collectors and fishermen. We're not talking about the number one best guys to line up. And if you're picking teams, you didn't pick them back then. Jesus picked really unlikely people. And that's what we had on our launch team was a whole group of unlikely people. So we used to just say, all you have to be right now is not drunk. Now, now there's, there's, there's certain uh, that gives the idea of like, hey, we're going to take who we got and we're going to use who we got and we're going to grow on the go. We're going to get into this environment where we're not chasing comfortable we're not chasing the this, like, well, I'm, I just want to be comfortable in the church. Leaders cannot be comfortable. Leaders have to push the envelope. Leaders have to get out of the boat. So here's, here's what it takes for us to kind of have this leaders grow on the go, this feeling that I want you to understand, this cultural value that I want you to embrace that I will try to help. Like when I see somebody saying, "Oh, let's 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 push toward comfortability. Let's let's be more comfortable as a culture." I just have alarm bells that go off in my head. That that the desire for comfort will will cause us to lose our effectiveness. So we're going to have to try some things. We're going to have to fail at more things than we realize. We're going to have to get out of the boat. We're going to have to try new things. We're going to have to do things that maybe have never been done before in order to get results that we've never had before. It's this idea that a church can be a learning laboratory. We're just going to go ahead. We're going to try things that we've never done. We're going to 
push into new territory that we've never pushed into before. And if we're willing to put up with imperfection, then we'll be able to go into places and do things that other churches would never attempt to do. And I believe if we're going to see the world transformed, if we're going to lead people to Jesus, if we're going to be culturally relevant, if we're going to be impactful, then we're going to have to do some things. We're going to have to fail at some things. We're going to have to try some things. We're going to have to have these moments where we just say, oh, crap, buckle up and rumble forward. And, and so there's going to be these moments where I absolutely get it. You're not ready. I'm not ready. None of us are ready. But Jesus is saying, come, get out of the boat. We're going over here. We're, Jesus sent the disciples into the boat. He knew that there was going to be a storm. He knew that he was going to have to walk on water to them. He knew that there was going to be a moment that Peter was going to get out of the boat and fail. He told Peter before Peter denied him, Peter, you're going to deny me three times. But what does Jesus do after after all of those failings? Jesus comes back. He finds Peter. He finds him out fishing. He comes to him very similarly in the morning. And, And he says, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. He gives Peter, Peter denied him three times and he gives Peter the opportunity three times to recommit himself to Christ. And, and so no matter how many times we fail, no matter how many times we screw up, God is a God of grace and a God of mercy. And, and I think it's absolutely necessary for us as good stewards. God always gives us a little bit more than we can handle Because that little bit more stretches us out of our safety. It stretches us out of our comfort. It stretches us to be able to handle more. And if you're faithful in a few things, what will God do? He'll give you charge over many things. I used to believe this idea that when I got to the next level, things would get easier. That I was pursuing some concept of comfort. But what I began to realize as I thought more and more about faithfulness, as I thought more and more about how God grows us, as I thought more and more about what it takes to be a good steward, the reward for being a good steward is not less work. It's not more comfortability. It's that God needs warriors to step into the gap. He needs people who can handle it, people who can step up and not step back He needs us to grow on the go. So he's always trying to stretch us. He's always trying to grow us. And in a culture where we embrace the idea that we are able to fail, that we are able to attempt things, and it's not the end of the world when we don't come out successful, but I would much rather us shoot for the stars and reach the moon than to have never took a shot at all. So we've got to be the kind of people that grow on the go. We've got to be the kind of people that embrace this idea that we're going to be ready to work. We're going to be people who are ready to put everyone in the game. We're going to be people that are ready that if you're part of this thing, we say it like this, every member is a minister. There's no moment like... I I hate the idea of the glass ceiling in churches. I'm going to close with this. This idea that at so many churches, you have to have been a Christian for 30 years before we put you to work. You have to have had, had some kind of insane amount of Bible knowledge. Like 
graduate from Bible college, that's not enough yet. You need to get 10 years of seasoning in ministry. Where do I get 10 years of seasoning in ministry? Somebody's got to give me the opportunity to minister. No, no, no. You're not ready for the big league, son. You're not ready for this. And what we do is we disqualify people over and over and over again. And what when you're told you can't sit at the big boy table, this is happening rampantly in the church world. They're told you can't sit at the big boy table. So what millennials are doing, they're just saying, look, I'm out. If, you don't, if you're not giving me the opportunity to grow on the go, if you're not going to give the opportunity to trust me, to allow me to fail, to allow me to grow up here in this context, if you don't trust me, I'm just not going to play in your sandbox anymore. And I refuse to have people who God values. I refuse to have people who God has chosen, who God has spoken to, who God has a plan and a vision and a dream and a desire for. I refuse to reject what God has qualified. And God, if God has called you, he will qualify you. And, and we are going to work together to equip you so that we can lead together as a team. We're not going to do this by ourselves. We're not going to do this in, in a vacuum. We're going to do it together. We're going to grow on the go. God bless you. Look forward to the next time we get together. Hey, so I'm so glad that you tuned in and listened to this podcast. If you have any questions or any comments, I would love to hear from you and get any feedback that you might have or, or uh, comments that you might add to this discussion. You could email pastor at tworiversassembly.com. That's T-W-O, riversassembly.com. And, and just share with me what your thoughts are maybe something that I talked about that you you might be confused by or something that you want some clarification or maybe you you want to challenge some of the ideas that we've presented and I'd love to be able to kind of sit down with you and talk through those things and and hear what this impact is making in your life. God bless you. Have a great week.